Don't want to work forever? Once you can cover your living expenses with passive income, your day job becomes optional and you reach financial independence. You then have complete control over your time, your money, and your life in general. Spark Rental founders Denny Suplee and Brian Davis, me, are here to help you build rental income, ditch your day job, and do what matters most to you. So on that note, let's jump into today's episode, which, like all of our episodes, was recorded live. Who is that lady? Uh, hi, everyone. Welcome. Sorry, I'm totally distracted right now because babies do that for me. <laughs> Welcome to Spark Reynolds um, Facebook Live and podcast. And say hi to Millie. Hi, Millie. Hi, hi everybody. Millie hi. says hi. <laughs> and this is going to be a very informal podcast and Facebook Live. Much, yes. Much less, not that they're normally formal, <laughs> but today is going to be exceptionally informal. I'm, so I am just out of quarantine from having COVID. So I'm still working at home one last day. Hence Millie in my lap. So uh, yeah, now we're keeping this one uh, pretty, pretty friendly and pretty informal. Friendly. Today. So Millie might even have some suggestions, and you That's let right. us know where you're uh, you're coming in from. Um, ironically, talking about how relaxed things are last week, Brian was not on because he was sick, and um, and technology took me away. So I think I heard I froze up in the middle of the whole thing with my mouth open. <laughs> so <laughs> always, the freeze frame is always like the most awkward possible thing. <laughs> yes, right? It really right? is. <laughs> um, so last week, um, we'll probably do again in another time, but this week um, we're going to go over and we get this question a lot in um, a lot of Facebook groups and other social media, which is how do we know when we should sell a property? And um, Brian is going to take us through that. And um, please know there's no exact science. Um, you know, a lot of this is based on circumstances and speculation. So with that, Brian, let's talk about timing the market. <laughs> well, right. So there, there, there's one thing you need to know about timing the market, and that's don't do it. <laughs> it's, it's that simple. Like, don't try to time the market. It goes for stocks. It goes to real, for real estate. It goes for bonds. It goes for anything that is sold on market pricing. Do not try to time the market. Uh, it leads to irrational and emotional investing decisions, which is never how you want to operate as an investor. Right. And look, housing markets are unpredictable. Stock markets are unpredictable. You don't know whether tomorrow's price is going to be lower or higher than today's. So, I mean, COVID showed us that. I mean, in my area anyway, COVID is, I mean, we have a housing shortage, like there's not enough homes um, and they're going for crazy, ridiculous prices. So who would have thought that during this time, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, during, during the beginning of the pandemic, people were worried that housing was going to crash in value, right? I mean, everyone was worried about rampant unemployment rates. And for a little while, unemployment was just like skyrocketing every week and, and it didn't happen. You know, home prices are up almost 10% year over year around the country. So, and in some markets, they're up like 40%. I mean, we actually, we did an interactive map on um, on our, our website uh, a month or so back about the fastest appreciating home market or yeah, property markets in the US. And they were like between 25 and 40% year over year jumps in home prices. It's crazy. It is. So the point being, you just don't know what's going to happen tomorrow with housing markets or with any market. So don't try to time the market. 
into it unless you're Millie. Millie can time the market. Right. She's very <laughs> smart. Millie thinks she can do anything. But you know, even economists can't predict recessions, corrections, um, mm -hmm. you know, vast unemployment. You know, even they can't predict that very accurately. And if they can't do it, you can't do it. <laughs> so that's rule number one. Don't try to time the market. Don't what are some other um, factors in, in all of this? Well, so one factor that's worth considering is, is your age uh, and not just your age, but your what we call a retirement horizon, which is the amount of time between now and when you plan to retire. Because the closer you get to retirement and once you reach retirement, your risk tolerance gets lower and lower. So, you know, that, that could go either way with your rental properties, right? I mean, depending on your experience as a landlord and your individual property performance, uh, your properties could be extremely low risk or, or they could be much higher risk. But what your, your goal needs to be as you approach retirement is reducing risk. So that could mean selling your rental properties and going into bonds, uh, or it could mean moving money from your uh, stock portfolio into rental properties into paying off your mortgages right so you know the, there is no exact right answer for what you should do other than the the correct goal of reducing your risk as you approach retirement so you know speaking of which your asset allocation should be changing right as part of reducing your risk exposure as you near retirement so you want to think about how would changing your how would selling a property change your asset allocation? Mm -hmm. If if you sold a property, would you get closer or further away from your target asset allocation? And by asset allocation, we simply mean the percentages of your portfolio that are made up by different asset types. So stocks, real estate, bonds, you know, crypto, even that you know nowadays. Uh, and then within each of those umbrella categories, you know, within stocks. You know, how much of that is in large cap stocks, U.S. stocks, uh, international stocks, emerging market stocks, right? So, well, Do you think that um, overall real estate investors tend to stay in real estate and not diversify like they should? Yeah, I, I, I see that all the time. So I'm a, a, a columnist at Bigger Pockets, And, you know, over there, people are really gung-ho about real estate investing. And a lot of them say, why should I bother investing in stocks? You know, when I earn such reliably high returns in real estate. And there are a lot of answers to that question. That's, you know, I don't, I don't want to stray too far off topic here. Uh, but one of those reasons is liquidity. You can liquidate stocks instantly. You cannot liquidate real estate instantly. So, okay. you know, if you need no other reason than that one, that's a really simple and easy one. Uh, but, you know, when, if you're thinking about selling a property, you do need to think about how it will impact your asset allocation and is it going to take you further away from your target asset allocation or closer to it so keep that in mind uh, and you know there's something that says you can't sell one property and buy another right you can do something like a 1031 exchange to move your profits from one property into another and we uh if, if you're new to the idea of 1031 exchanges uh, we'll send you a quick link to where you can learn more about that but you you avoid capital gains taxes on selling that that one property now, another factor to consider in this decision is inflation and whether you're worried about inflation or not. <laughs> Rentals are a great hedge against inflation because rents rise along with inflation. Not only do they rise along with inflation, but uh, rents are one of the primary drivers of inflation. So, And make sure that you um, are increasing rents because so, so often people don't do that. 
every year, like clockwork, you need to increase your rents, even if it's just two percent. But you have to, you want to uh, set expectations for your tenants that rents will go up, and you want to keep pace with market rents. Um, but so the point here is that if you are worried about inflation, if it's keeping you up at night, then you may not want to sell your rentals. You may want to keep your money in the rentals because they are a good hedge against inflation. Now you should keep in mind that this is this is an emotional factor. This is not a mathematical factor because again, you can't predict inflation, right? right. You, you don't know when or if inflation is. Or you don't know how inflation is going to move, how high it's going to be, how fast it's going to go. So this is this is a sleep well at night kind of factor, not an exact science of predicting inflation because you can't predict it. But if you're worried about inflation, then Keep your money in rentals. All right, here's another quick and easy one is, is your cash flow positive and growing? If you have negative cash flow on a property, get rid of it. I mean, it's, it's that simple. Like, get, you don't wanna, if, if uh, something of yours loses money every month, it's a liability, not an asset. So don't keep it. Right, um, absolutely. You also, yeah, and you wanna look at, is your cash flow growing? I mean, your cash flow may not be very strong right now, but if it's growing very quickly, then maybe it is worth keeping. Um, but if you have low cash flow and it's not really growing very fast, then oh. <laughs> uh, um, Millie is very exact on that. She's like, yes. Yeah, she's she's emphatically stating that cash flow matters. <laughs> but yeah, if, if your cash flow is not. Uh, performing for you the way that you need it to or wanted to, then sell the property, either put them in stocks or buy another property, do a 1031 exchange. But you do you want your money to be performing for you. And on that note, you need to look at the opportunity cost of not selling, of leaving your money tied up in rental properties. Because now what about um maybe taking a long term to short term? I know we just discussed that not long ago with Al and I'm wondering if that's something that somebody could look into just to see if that's something they can make a negative cash flow into a positive. Absolutely. Yeah, you can, you can definitely, you can change the use of your property and potentially earn higher returns that way. Um, you know, convert it to a vacation rental on Airbnb. You could convert it to a corporate rental like Al typically espouses. So you, that is one way to change your cash flow. Uh, you can also, uh, you can raise the rents, right? I mean, you can you can improve your cash flow that way. So, uh, yeah, if your cash flow is not where you want it to be, you can you can potentially raise it without selling the property. Um, but you do you do have money tied up in this property, right? So that means that there's an opportunity cost uh, of leaving that money there rather than investing it in a higher returning, higher yielding investment. Uh, if you're not earning very good cash flow on your rental. So here's a, a really quick example of that. The average historical return on the S&P 500 is around 10%. Go back to the 20s. So if you, and that, by the way, that includes both uh, growth in prices and dividends. So it includes both the ongoing income and the, the appreciation. So if your rental property is not producing a you know 10% in combined yields you know income yield and annual appreciation then maybe it's not a very good investment so if you if you're getting earning 7% cash on cash return as far as your your cash flow your yield 
and you're earning around 3% annual appreciation, then that puts you at around 10% total returns annually for that property, uh, which is which is fine. It's 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 great. If you're earning 3% combined returns every year on that property, you should probably put your money somewhere else because there's there's an opportunity cost of leaving it tied up in a, a badly performing investment. Now, as a one final note here, uh, taxes are a factor too. Real estate does come with many tax advantages, but that by itself is not a good enough reason to sell or hold on to a property. Uh, if that's if that's your only reason for selling, you should probably keep oh. the property. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, depreciation can help you reduce your taxable rental income, and uh, help you pay less money in taxes on that income. So, uh, and rental, rental property comes they come with all kinds of other tax advantages as well. It's not just depreciation, uh, but most of those other tax advantages are just. Costs, you know, they're just business operating expenses. So, yeah, it's definitely you know, not the reason to hold on or or sell a property. <laughs> yeah, so it's something to keep in mind. But the ta taxes alone, some people, too many real estate investors overstate the value of the tax benefits of real estate. They exist, but they're not the be all end all, and they certainly shouldn't be the reason that you hold or or sell a property. Right. So. <laughs> All right, someone's getting a little fussy here. So she is going to go to her mother. See that? See that? That's how it happens. That's right. There you go. Kids get fussy and they're thrown to the mom. That's right. Yeah, it's, good. it's good being a dad. It's good being a man. So anyway, on that note, if you are interested in some further reading, if you're interested in selling a property, uh, we do have a couple resources here. Uh, one is an overview of capital gains taxes on when you sell rental properties and how to avoid, or you know, more specifically, how to avoid capital gains taxes when you sell properties. Christina Cohen says, "Cute baby, I appreciate that, Christina." <laughs> I was just and, talking uh, about Melly, not you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, har har har. Where are we here? All right. So the other. The other issue here is if you don't know your exact cash flow, run the numbers. You know, if you want to see how your property is performing yield-wise, um, you know, cash on cash return, uh, run it through our, our free rental cash flow calculator. So we'll, we'll put a link to that in the comments as well. And it takes like a few minutes, so it's oh, if that it can't I mean, hurt. You can, yeah, you can do it in seconds. So, all right, Jenny, is there anything else you want to go over before we call this this episode complete? No, I think uh, you covered it pretty good. Yeah, so just as a quick summary, if you're thinking about selling a rental property, a few things to consider. Don't try to time the market. It never works out the way you want it to. Uh, keep in mind your retirement horizon um, because the closer you get to retirement, lower your risk tolerance. Right. Keep in mind how selling a property would affect your asset allocation. If you were to sell the property, would you get further away or closer to your target asset allocation? Uh, inflation. Are you worried about inflation? Is it keeping you up at night? If so, consider keeping your property because rentals are a good hedge against inflation. Uh, cash flow. Is it positive? Is it growing? Do you feel good about it? <laughs> if not, maybe it's time to sell the property. Uh, and then there's the opportunity cost of not selling the property. You know, The money you have tied up in that property could be earning you a higher return somewhere else. Maybe or maybe not. Maybe you're earning a way better return with your rental property than you would in other investments. And then finally, our taxes, tax implications. Uh, it, there are tax advantages to holding rental properties. And then there are, of course, 
uh, capital gains taxes do when you go to sell property or to sell rental properties. So on that note, we're going to call it an episode and yeah. we will, we'll see you guys next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Send, Pacific. if you have any subjects you want covered, send our way. We are yeah. ready. You know, as we always say, this is about you guys. It's not about us. So, you Absolutely. know, we want to talk about what you would want to hear about. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just the two of us sitting up here and, and talking at each other. So, and Millie. And Millie. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a wonderful week and stay in touch. Let us know what we can do to help. We'll see you next Tuesday. Bye bye. Did you know we offer a free eight video course on how to reach financial independence with real estate? It's super bingeable with each video around 10 minutes long, but packed with information. Visit sparkrental.com slash learn for instant access. And please don't forget to rate and review our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Thanks for joining us. And we will catch you on the flip side.